The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday morning. And what a wonderful opportunity we have to be together for just a few moments as we continue to study the Word of God. Just a reminder, maybe you're new to our podcast, but one of the goals, what what really the premise of this is started off as a live stream devotional and simply we walk through different books of the Bible, uh, verse by verse, and really don't outline them. We're not trying to preach. We're really just trying to teach and walk through really kind of unpacking what it is that God put in the Word of God for us. Uh, We just finished the book of Ephesians. We've done several. We've done Psalms, Proverbs, Ephesians, Ecclesiastes. Uh, If you'd like to go back and look at some of the archives, there's a couple ways you can do that. Our church website, bensalembaptist.org, right on the main page, there's a link to our podcast and all of the archive stuff is there. Um, There's audio there, there's video there as well. You can search it all up on the church's YouTube channel. Um, or you can just search up Source of Truth. The name of the podcast audio format is simply Source of Truth Podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, places like that. And uh, you should be able to go back quite a ways and be able to look. And they're up in different playlists. You should be able to go look and look, at the, look up the different books of the Bible we've gone through. So we're in Colossians. Colossians, we started this just a couple, uh, beginning of the week. And uh, we're now in verse number 9 of chapter 1. So Colossians chapter 1. Verse number nine, uh, the Bible says in Colossians 1, 9, uh, Paul is speaking, for this cause, we also since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, be fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened in all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Now, I want to kind of walk through this, a couple things in these passages, just kind of walk through these three verses and unpack what's being said there. And ultimately, what we're going to look at is really what does it mean to be fruitful in good works for God and understanding His will in all of this? And what does it mean for me specifically? So we go back to verse 9 for this cause. Um, Paul, uh, Paul had heard about the love that the church had. Paul it was desiring to make sure, remember, making sure that they did. They were given strong foundational truths, doctrinal truths, and so he, he's writing this to them to help them to get a strength. So he's kind of still introducing the reason for why he wrote this letter to this church. He goes, but for that cause, we since the day we heard of what's going on, what your, 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 your growth in this church, we do not cease to pray for you. Uh, We constantly are praying for you, and we desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, with the knowledge of his will. Now, there is a general understanding of what we talk about is the will of God. Um, Generally speaking, most people are going to say there is what's called his general will and his specific will. The general will is something that God wants all of us to do. He wants us all uh, to be in church, all to be serving somewhere, all to be engaged in, in ministry, all to be in his word growing. There's just things that he wants everyone to do. Those are generally easily found through scripture. Uh, we can lean towards this thing called his specific will. And that just means that God has gifted you and he desires to use your gift in a certain way. Now, can I, can I clarify something? I, I, I've heard this. Uh, maybe years ago might have even stated this, but I wouldn't go this far. I think sometimes we get this fear in the idea of God's specific will or perfect will for me, that we get this idea that God has got something very specific, and if I mess up once, 
well, then I'm out of God's specific will and I'll never really be able to enjoy all that God wanted from me. And really what happens is in that type of scenario is we place God's perfect will upon me, upon if I'm good, if I'm bad, if I never mess up. We're humans, we've never stopped sitting. It's still a bit messy. We're, unfortunately, we're in a battle with sin. The Bible tells us in 1 John that if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, the truth is not in us. That The fact is we will still battle with truth. We will still make mistakes and we must acknowledge that. And if we do acknowledge that, we, what I just want you to understand is I don't think making a mistake or one little thing here or there is gonna blow what God wants to do in your life. Because please remember, in his will, he knew the things you were going to do. In fact, in fact, I believe in many occasions he can use not necessarily the mistakes we made, but our willingness to repent of them and come back and grow in Christ as a great way to fulfill his will. Please remember God is sovereign. He's omnipotent and omniscient. I'm, I'm, I'm not, um, omnipresent. He knows all of these things. And so his plan far exceeds whether I'm perfect in obedience. And so um, I think God's will takes into account all of that. But I do believe that in 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12, God talks about gifts we've been given. And so God has a plan for you. I do believe that. And he's got a plan on how you can use your gift most effectively. So how do we get to that place. Well, he comes back and he says to the church that they may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual understanding. It's simply the more we get to know God, the more we get to understand what it is that God wants to do through us. I get to know him intimately. I get to know him more than just from a distance or more than just in a church setting. And this comes from being in church, and this comes from being in the Word of God. This comes from growing. Lord, how can I serve? How can I do this? And, and please understand, there there's, should be a great place to serve in church, but serving extends beyond church. It serves my family. It serves my community. It serves others, all in a desire to share the love of Jesus with those people. And so serving can exceed just a ministry in church, although hopefully that would include in that area. But a lot of it is just getting to know God more. The more I get to know God, the more I get to know what God is doing in my life. And, and sometimes there's seasons of just stopping to get to know God so that I can see. He says, you know, he that hath begun a good work in us will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ, starting in us the sanctification process and will continue to develop it. Then he says in verse 7, that he may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. How do we walk worthy of the Lord and all pleasing? Taking the knowledge we have of him and implementing it, living in obedience, following him. Um, I can choose. I can follow my own desires and follow the worldly thinking, or I can follow the Bible and live in accordance to the Bible. And that's where I want to go. I do want to please God. I do want to follow him in that area. But he says, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. What is this idea of fruitful? Uh, if you've not been in church much, you're saying it's awfully strange to compare us and our works to fruit. Well, Scripture often uses figurative language to be able to describe to us um, what it is he wants us to accomplish. And, and one author made this comment. I like the way he put it. The uniqueness about fruit is there are three things. I hope I remember all three of them because I didn't write them down. But there's three things unique about fruit. One, fruit is visible for everybody to see. So it's in, as we grow in Christ, Others are going to be able to see us growing in him and, and producing fruit, which I'll explain in a second. Two, fruit reflects the 
branch or the tree that it's connected to, an apple tree, will produce apples and things of that nature. So that apple is reflecting the tree it's connected to. So when I'm growing in Christ, if I'm following my selfishness or following the world and what will be produced from me will be worldly things. Selfishness, anger, frustration, and things of that nature. If I'm following Christ and intimately getting to know Him, then my fruit will reflect Him. That's the premise. I'm not striving to produce it myself. I'm letting Christ produce himself through me. And then I kind of become a mirror for Christ. And then the third one, fruit, my fruit, is there to help others. You pull an apple off a tree. The, apple, the tree's, apple's not there for itself. It's there to nourish other people. And that's the premise. It's visible to everybody, reflects the tree it's connected to, and it's there to help others. That's producing fruit. What is producing fruit? It's just really letting God develop himself through me. Other people seeing me grow, other people being encouraged and challenged by me and strengthened by me where I'm investing my life and other people. And through it, people are encouraged, people are brought to Christ, um, people are taught and discipled and mentored. That is, is that production, um, serving God and, and, and just allowing God's church and kingdom to grow as a result of my service in it. Sounds broad and maybe complicated, but it's really not. Just my little part, what I do in my little part, and God can use that to allow it to grow. How do we do this though? Verse 11, he says, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, with all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. It's not about me trying to be a good Christian. It's not about me trying to do. Please understand, we got to do. Faith in James. Faith says, faith without works is dead. If I am saved, there will be some production and growth in my life. I must understand that. So faith needs to develop some level of action. But it's not me trying to produce something. It's me growing in Christ intimately walking with Christ and just living in obedience to Christ, he develops it. It's his strength. So please understand, he says in the end of the verse, we have to have patience. We must have long suffering, but it comes with joyfulness. It's not going to be easy. We sometimes have to sit back and wait. God, what are you doing? What are you trying to do? What am I missing? And we sometimes have to just sit and say, God, I'm struggling. I'm discouraged. It seems like you're doing so much more in other people's lives than mine. And I just, well, what is it that I'm missing? Well, just stay. Stay, learn, grow in him. And in a due season, we will reap if we faint not, he says in the book of Galatians. May that be our desire to grow in him in that area and let him do a great working in and through us as we strive to grow in him and be a tool to minister to others. Well, I hope that makes sense. I hope it, it gives us a better understanding not only of what Paul's trying to teach this church, but how we need that. What does it mean uh, to strive to develop fruit for Christ and to be used effectively of him? As, as we continue through this, we'll learn more about it. Uh, the key is stay close to God, walk with God, be available. Lord, oh, if God opens a door, walk through it, no matter how uncomfortable it might seem, and see what it is that God can do to use you to really glorify his name and impact others. Well, again, thanks for joining us on this Thursday. Greatly appreciate the wonderful privilege that I have to teach the Word of God be part of your day. Hope this is a help. Hope it's an encouragement. And I hope that you uh, just continue to grow in Christ. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you join us again tomorrow.